think we're live. Um, it's it's sad today that we when we hear about the name of Jesus and most people don't even know who he really is because most people misrepresent who he is by their actions and they're not really living the way they're supposed to be. The word Christian co comes from the meaning saying Christ-like, that we're supposed to be little Christ, Christ, but a lot of people don't live that way in, in culture today. So a lot of people are being misrepresented who Jesus is. So that's why I want to get onto this topic today of who is this Jesus. Please stay tuned and join me as we get into today's Bible lesson on who is Jesus. Today's uh, topic, I mean, uh, scripture comes from, the first scripture comes from Matthew 16, 13 through 17. New Living Translation says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah. This is the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. We read that the, uh, God revealed it to Peter that Jesus was the Son of God. Others thought the Messiah was John the Baptist, Elijah, or Jeremiah. But even the Jewish leaders did not know who Jesus really was. And we read that in Luke chapter 22, verse 66 through 70, New Living Translation. It says, At daybreak, all the elders of the people assembled, including the leaders, priests, and the teachers of religious law. Jesus was led before the high council, and they said, Tell us, are you the Messiah? But he replied, I tell you, you won't believe me. And I asked you a question you won't answer. But for now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the place of power at God's right hand. And they shouted, so you are claiming to be the Son of God. He replied, you say that I am. All these things brought me to the question. And a lot of people don't really know what the Bible really says of who Jesus is. So I want to get to the first, to uh, first topic is. Before G before creation, Jesus was. So, before creation, Jesus was. We read in John 1, 1 through 3, and 10 through 14. It says, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was God, and the Word was, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. He created everything through Him, and Nothing was created except through him. He came into the world, he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came into the, his own, and even the, they, re, they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, 
They gave him the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with the physical birth resulting in human passion or plan, but with a birth that comes from God so that the world became, the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of the unfailing love and faithfulness. And he, he has seen this glory to the to the glory of the Father, one and only Son. So, and that tells us right there, before, in the beginning, God, uh, the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and it says He was made flesh and became. So in the beginning, before everything, Jesus was. So John tells us clearly here that, uh, uh, that even before the creation, Jesus was. He confirmed it in John, uh, Jesus confirms it in John 8, 57 through 58 in New Living Translation. It says, the people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say that you were, you seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I'll tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. So before the world began, Jesus was. He was the, uh, the word God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not recognize him. Just like the Jewish leaders, no one recognized that Jesus is the Messiah. A lot of people today do not uh, see who Jesus really is. We clearly hear all the time, Jesus is to me whatever they say. Like, Jesus is to me this. Jesus is this. We create Jesus in our own image. And this is evil. This is the same as idol worship. By making Jesus in our own image, we too are doing what John said. He came into this to his own, and and even they rejected him. We reject Jesus when we do not see him as who he truly is. He is the Messiah. John the Baptist recognized him straight off when he was coming. It says it in John 1, 29, New Living Translation. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we need to see him as who he is. He came into this world to reconcile us back to the Father. Um, Proverbs 8, 22-36, New Living Translation, uh, explains a little bit how who Jesus was at, in the beginning. It says, The Lord formed me from the beginning, for he created everything else. I was appointed in ages past at the very first before the earth began, I was born. Before the oceans were created, before the springs bubbled forth their waters, before the mountains were formed, before the hills, I was born. Before he, he made, he had made the earth and the fields and the, the the first handfuls of soil. I was there when he established the heavens. When he drew the horizons of the ocean, I was there. When he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth, I was there. When he set the limits of the sea so that the, they would not uh, spread beyond the boundaries, and when he marked off the earth's foundation, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence, and and how happy I was with the wor world he created how I rejoice with the human family and so my children listen to me for all who follow my ways are joyful listen to my instructions and be wise do not 
ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home, for whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me ensure themselves all that hate me, all who hate me love death. Since I was right here, Jesus was that was there always. I love how it says that he uh, marked off the the earth's foundations, and I and I, he said he was an architect at, at God's side. So he was the drawer of the blueprint of all creation. Man, that is, to me that's just awesome. Like just to even think about it, kid. Uh, he he architect everything. He he made he'd seen it beforehand and knew it and made the perfect design and even though that we came into this world as a man and fell he his design was still made plan that, that he will come in and be our savior one day so he knew beforehand he knew everything jesus was at all time knew what he was going to do he knew beforehand and that this is why here it tells us like most people like, i never heard this till i started studying on this that that about Proverbs, man, that that's one of the most powerful scriptures I ever read and how he was always there when he, when God created everything, he was there. So, uh, we're going to go to, uh, our second point and says, Jesus, he is the Messiah, the savior and the son of God. Um, Matthew 1, 20 23, new living translation says, as he uh, considered his an angel of the Lord appeared to him in the dream, jo- uh, Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid and take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived of the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you're, you are the name of him, Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He came as a child just like we did. He grew up like we did. Luke 2.52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor of God and all the people. He is fully man and he is fully God. Isaiah 53, 2 through 12. This is going to be a lot of scripture reading right through here. I'm, it's not really me discussing or just, uh, it's just, I'm going to read a lot of scripture. It's about four or five different ones. Uh, Isaiah 53 is pretty much the whole chapter. It says, My servant grew up in the Lord's uh, presence like a tender gr- green shot, like a root in dry ground. There is nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquitted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he he cared. It was our sorrows that he weighed him down. And we threw his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment from his own sins, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. 
He was whipped so we could be, be healed. All of us, like sheep, he's straight. Like like sheep, we have strayed away. We have left God's plan to follow our own. Our own. Let yet the Lord laid him, laid on him our the sins of all. He was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without a descendant, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of many people. He did. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was bruised like a criminal. He was put in the rich man's grave, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet his life was made an offering for sin. He will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his exp experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many of to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors, honors and the victorious soldiers because he exposed, he, he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels, but he bore the sins of many and interceded for the rebels. Colossians 1, 15 through 20 tells us, Christ is a, a visible image of the invisible God. He existed before everything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in His in the heavenly realms and on earth. He he made the things we can see and the things that we cannot see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before everything else, and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead, so he is first of everything, for God is... All his fullness was pleased in the life of Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Hebrews 1, 1 through 14. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to through his son. God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and the, He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of the, magic, the majestic God in, in heaven. This shows that the Son of is far greater than the angels, just as the name of God give him is greater than their their names. For God never said to any angels that he said to Jesus, you are my son. Today I have became your father. God also said, I will be his father and he will be my son. 
And when he brought his supreme son into the world, God said, let all the God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says he sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But the son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love ju justice and hate evil. Therefore, God, you, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than one anyone else. He also said to the Son, In the beginning, the Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth, and you made the heavens and the with your hands. They will perish, but they remains forever. They will wear out like an old clothing. You fold them like an old cloak and discard them like old clothing, but you are, you are always the same. You will never, you will live forever. And God never said any of, to the angels, sit at the place of honor in the right hand, and I honor I will humble your enemies, making them the footstool under your feet. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. So Jesus is above the angels, and he is seated at the, at the right hand of, of God the Father. So uh, this comes to my So first we know that Jesus, before the world was, Jesus was. And then he is the Son of God. And he is the Messiah. And now the third point is, he said, he is the I am. Uh, he has, it says in the Bible, eight different part times where he says, I am something. So the first one is, we're going to look at the Alpha and the Omega. Revelations 1, 8. It says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is and who always was and is still to come, the Almighty One. And Revelations 1, 17 through 18, this is Jesus speaking. And it says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as, as if I was dead. But the, uh, he laid his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I am alive forever and ever. And I, I hold the keys of death and the grave. So Jesus, God says that he's Alpha Omega, but Jesus says that he also is the first and the last. So they, they, that tells us that he is the same as God. He is the first and the last. Um, the second I am is the bread of life. John 6, 35 says, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Um. The, the third one says is the, the light of the world. So he is, I am the light of the world, Jesus says this. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you, will, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Next one is the gate. John 10, 7 through 9 says so he explained to him i tell you the truth i am the gate for the sheep and all who came before me were thieves and robbers but the true sheep does not listen to them yes i am the gate those who come in 
through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. So he is the gate. He is the good shepherd. John 10, 11 through 15 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they do not belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so a wolf attacks them and then scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because uh, he works only for money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. So he is the good shepherd. The, he is the resurrection and life. John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and life. Anyone who believes in me will live. Even after dying, anyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Martha. He's talking to Martha. And he tells them that he is the resurrection and the life. Number seven is... I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and he's the life. This is all in one. John 14, 6 through 7. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who the Father is. From now on, you do know him if you have seen, if you have seen him. So he is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, and the number eight, he is the true vine. Nine, I mean, yeah, number eight, he is true vine. Uh, John 15, five through seven says, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like the, a useless branch and withers such branches are gathered into the pile to be burned but if you remain in me and the words remain in you you may ask of anything you want and it will be granted so he says that he is the true vine so that's the eight i am's that jesus is jesus is all these so let's let's go back to the top and recap so he is before creation jesus was so that's our first point then we had that jesus is the son of god the savior and he is the messiah then he is the i am and there's eight i am's the alpha and the mega the bread of life the light of the world the gate is a good shepherd he's the resurrection and life he is the the way the truth and the life and he is the true vine. So that is how who Jesus is. So this comes to my me. I have a, a question that I had. So I want to ask. So what does what did Jesus come to do? Number one, he come to save the lost. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. So that's the the one of the main purpose he came, he came to seek and save those who are lost because he is a good shepherd and he goes and fights for those and tries to find them. Uh, he tells a parable about 
how he is a, a good shepherd is that he'll leave the 99 and go get the one. So if he is a good shepherd and, he's, and he seeks to save the lost, he is searching for that one. So if anybody in here has heard this for the first time and never heard the gospel t talk, he, he is searching for you. And you are the one that he is looking for. All you have to do is surrender by faith and believe in him that he is Lord and he, you can you can have eternal life. Um uh John 3 16 through 17. Most people know John 3 16. Like if if you've ever been in church ever in your life, so for this is a God who loved this is how God loved the world that he gave his only son, so anyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So he came to save the lost. He, that's two points right there. That he, he came to seek and save the lost. Then through him, he can, everybody can be saved. He didn't come to judge you, but to save you. And uh, 1 Timothy 1.15 says, This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Jesus Christ come into this world to save sinners. And I am one of, the, uh, and I am worst of them all. This is Paul telling Timothy, and I, I agree with him too. Like, I was one of the worst of them all, in my opinion. I don't know what, uh, like, I can't judge anybody else by their sins. I just know, I can in my mind, and I know I was one of the worst of them all. But He came, and He saved me. So I know He can save you too. Luke five thirty two. I have came to call, not those who think they are righteous, but those who are sinners. To, that need to be rep to repent and that's with me i knew i needed him and i repented and turned toward him through faith by his grace i i was saved and that's and you too can be if this is you if you have never heard I, I, I can't stress this enough if you never heard who jesus is who he really was not this man-made image of him not no hippie jesus or uh or in uh, Santa Claus, Jesus, or whatever it is, Jesus is the, all this. What I'm telling you is, He came to save you. He came to save that 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 you are bound in sin, and 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 it's so. He said, "Come to save the who is lost," and and it's crazy how the the enemy deceives people to think that they that they uh, that they can't that they're not good enough to be saved. It's like. I keep seeing this picture of, um, of somebody with like shackles on their arms with no chains or nothing. They're completely free, but they think they're chained down. And that's how the enemy think you are. You're completely free, but you think you're chained down because you have the shackles on because you, you once was uh, a lost because before Christ, we were, we, we wouldn't, if Christ never came, we would never be saved. But, uh, don't don't let the enemy fool you and say that hey, I'm I'm chained down and you're sitting there thinking you're chained and you can't do nothing. But he came and he saved you. You're the he he's already paid the price. He paid the price for the the past, present, and future sins. It don't mean that you can go and sin freely. It means that because you have faith in him you don't want to sin anymore you can turn to him and know that and trust in him and and believe in him 
So he came to save sinners like you and me. He came to save us. And the next one is he came to destroy the works of the devil. First John 3, 8. But when people can't uh, keep on saying it, will, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Uh, Genesis 3.15, uh, English Standard Version says, I will put immunity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will he shall bruise your head and he shall bruise uh, and it shall bruise his heel. So he said that he's going to stomp the, the devil's head. He's going to crush him, crush his head. So he came to destroy the works, crush him under his feet. And Romans 16, 20 says, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under his feet. That's what is another one saying that he crushed it on his feet. May grace of your Lord Jesus be with you. So God, uh, Jesus come to crush Satan under his feet, destroy his works, and put him underneath us so we can walk in freedom and not in the uh, in a sinful life anymore. He, and th that brings us to the next reason why he came he came to reconcile sinners back to god second corinthians 5 18 through 19 and all of this is a gift from god that who brought us back from to himself christ and god has given us a task to uh task of reconciling people to him for god was in christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against them and have given us this wonderful message of reconciliation so right there man this is every bit of what i've been talking about this one scripture sums up he came to reconcile us back to him and that's our job to go into this world and tell other people that hey you can all you have to do is turn into turn to christ you don't have to do anything special or extra but you can turn to christ and have, and he will reconcile you to himself and he he has already saved you it says it right there on second corinthians 5 18 through 19 that he has already gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation that man that's i i don't even i can't even say anything else because uh, i'm not even smart enough to add to that because that is just beautiful what he says um romans 5 8 and 11 but god showed his great love for us that he by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will clearly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now, we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because the Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Man, that's just beautiful out there. Man, that's the perfect way to end it up, man. I, uh, I, I, I can't add nothing else to that. Like, God sent Jesus into this world as a as a kid, a baby, born with no sinful nature, came into this world. He took on the sins of this world. And he, he carried him to the cross. He died for you and me. He died for our sins so we can be made friends back with God. Man, that's just beautiful. Uh, he 
uh, some people might not understand that, but man, this to me, this is that's just beautiful. And all right, I can't add nothing else to this. And then I know this is it. This might be just uh, short, but I just wanted to. Uh, I uh, hope that this really helps you understand who Jesus really is and why he came to this world. And don't let the way people represent Christ turn you away from who he really is. Don't don't look at people and judge Christ as how people are, because I used to do that. I used to look at people and say, well, if they're good, then I'm good. And I lived in a sinful life. But we shouldn't live like that. We should know that, hey, I need to judge Christ correctly. And how we do that is look into the scriptures, see who Jesus was. Why did he come into this world? Why did he die for our sins? Why did he leave and go into heaven? Why is he going to come back? It's because he wanted to reconcile sinners like you and me back to, to God. He wanted to bring a right relationship. He wanted us to be friends with God. He wanted us to have that relationship with God. So if you don't have that relationship with God, this is your chance. All you have to do is say, look at, look at him. John three, Jesus came to Nicodemus or Nicodemus came to him at, at night. And he was like, we know that you are a teacher or a prophet because of the things you do. And he, he didn't understand all who Jesus was. And he, he said, he looks at Jesus and said, what should we do then? And he said, it, it, just like the uh, Moses rose up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be rose up. And anyone who looks upon him will have eternal life. That right there is what he's saying is, if you go back into Numbers and read what uh, the bronze serpent was, the bronze serpent, they the the Israelites were very uh, rebellious and was uh, complaining against God. So God poured out His wrath upon them and sent uh, serpents into where they was at in the wilderness, and they and it struck them, and they was dying. So they begged, they begged Moses, said Moses, pray to your God that we will no longer die from these serpents. So Moses prayed to God and God told him, said, build a bronze serpent and raise it up on a pole. And anybody who looks on it will not die. They'll be delivered from the serpents. That's the same thing Jesus did. He, they, just like the, the uh, bronze snake, Moses had to beat it. He had to form it. He had to, he had to make it into the image of what was causing them to die. And that's what Jesus did. He was beaten. He came into the image of what was causing the death in our lives. He became, he became sin. He was beaten for our transgressions. He was he was bruised for our iniquities. He was hung on a cross, perfect and with no sin, but he became sin. And so that if you would look onto him and believe in him, you can have eternal life. And you can and you don't have to worry about uh, the, anything of it, like yeah, we won't have troubles and tri and we'll have trials, but we can have joy knowing that we have eternal life through Christ Jesus because He already did all the work. It ain't nothing you have to do or anything that, and you don't have to make do any extra works. All you have to do is trust and have faith in in Jesus, and 
if you're this part and that person and, and you hear this and you know and, you, and this is this is you man i i pray that you turn your life to Christ, that you have faith, that he did the work, that that you don't have to have no special uh, man to come pray over you, or you don't have to say a sinner's prayer. All you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, and have faith in him, and turn from your ways. Repent of your sins, and turn towards Christ. Um, and I, I'm going to close in prayer, and, and if uh, if uh, if you like this and this and then and, and you got anything out of this, please do me a favor, like it and share it. The more you share, the more people will hear it. The more people hear it, the more people can. Uh, it could help them turn to Christ. So, I um, close the prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you once again for the opportunity to sharing the gospel to this world, Lord. I pray and thank you for letting me be a mouthpiece and let me have be at a time just as this that we can we we can just be on our computer and we have a platform and and, and reach millions of people and even though it might not reach that many if there's just that one out there that needs to hear this Lord I pray that 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 they will this they'll draw it too close to this and they will know who you are that. And I pray if anyone out there who's been has misrepresented Christ because that they have not lived a life uh, the way we're supposed to, that we'll be like Ephesians tells us to put off our old self and put on Christ so that we can go through this world and people will see like that person's different. And I pray for anyone who who hears this word, Lord, that they that they're it, it will just re- re- rejuvenate their heart, Lord, and their, their soul, that they will want to dig closer to you, Lord. And uh, I thank you for all you've done, and I thank you for all you're going to do. And I pray that if, if there's just that one person that, that hears this that could be saved, Lord, let them hear this. that Because it's not for me to lift myself up, but to lift the name, your name, Jesus, up. And I thank you for all you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you I hope you enjoyed this lesson and uh and if if you would please uh like it, share it. If you uh want any more things like this, I have you can find it on YouTube. I have my own uh my channel. It's my name G, uh, Jeremy Stevenson. Uh it has a little symbol like I have in the corner it says revive life uh as a symbol in uh, if you liked it and if and you uh, this helped you any, share it to somebody else so, so they can hear it and and uh, maybe it will help them. But I uh, hope you all have a good night and uh, God bless you all.